0: Because of the coronavirus epidemic, and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and Happy New Year. This is Michael Dow welcoming you to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. As I said, I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting tonight. I'm joined by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John Roberts. Hey, hello. And we're here to uh, talk about the politics and the uh, civility, and uh, really a, a appropriate time to do that, uh, as we're as the show is airing yesterday. Uh, President Biden uh, addressed the nation directly for the first time in office. About the January sixth uh, insurrection, <clears throat> and um, uh, called out our former president, his predecessor, uh, though not by name, but called him out for, uh, well, you know, for for being a uh, uh, a vain, power-hungry jerk who uh, got a lot of people to uh, to riot inside the Capitol, and some people died, and. It's a big deal. So,
1: yeah, it's,
2: it's a big day. Yeah. <laughs> January 6th. I mean, it really is a day that I don't think people really, some people don't seem to realize the import of it. You know, mostly it's, my party. Uh,
1: but. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Your part. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we, it was a ceremony. You're going on your so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's weird is they they had a lot of things at the Capitol today to honor, you know, the Capitol Police and the staff and, you know, have people talk about their experiences. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the Capitol. And the only two Republicans that attended any of it Liz Cheney and Dick Cheney. She, she brought her dad, is former wow. vice president. But none of the other Republicans, as far as I know, stuck around for any of it.
1: Yeah, that's <sighs> that's.
2: And I, that I'm surprised. At. I mean, oh, yeah.
0: I'm 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 not. You know, uh, the uh, I can't remember the name of the governor of Alaska right now, but uh, he was given the option of either uh, of uh, getting President Trump' endorsement for reelection if he wanted it, but if he ha- if he wanted to do that, he had to uh, specifically oppose Lisa Murkowski's uh, uh, bid for reelection. Because, of course, Murkowski voted to convict him uh on the impeachment uh, the second impeachment trial, so
2: and oh, that's right, yep <clears throat> i I think so, Mitch McConnell made a yeah. statement today, but I don't know that for a fact. I saw a note on that, but I didn't find his statement, so maybe they just meant he had a sentence that he said <laughs> yeah but they they reported it as a as a as a statement
0: Mitch McConnell uttered words today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah actually uh, yeah. i
2: i, I watch and listen to yeah. did he
1: did he try to get um maybe he tried to he tried to get another democrat to switch sides or something
2: oh possibly <laughs> we're like that yeah we're treacherous yeah no yeah, that's but what i what i
0: yeah
1: well, what a day. yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess we're all just like brimming over with deep insights about it. But I, I thought President Biden uh covered it pretty well.
2: Uh you know, he he talked about I, how it's I had um, it on C SPAN this morning, but I, I only listened with one ear. You know, I was like busy getting ready for work.
0: So, yeah.
2: And you read some part of it before we were on the air. That was you actually you did quite a job, Mike. <laughs> i was going to say I could have listened to you give the speech it was much better. Please well, be I'm that.
0: I've got a few years on the <laughs> president so uh makes it easier for me to to focus and 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 speak forcefully. But but yeah, um you know, fundamentally, uh if it's going to be we the people, then uh we have to accept that sometimes the uh political candidate we want uh doesn't win the election and that's okay and that uh so you know we don't always get our way and that uh you know principles uh matter more than power and that is not what we see from uh the former president or uh pretty much everyone in his party and it's it's really really sad and i i honestly i i <clears throat> i don't want to pretend that like uh given a uh, uh a reversal of circumstances if there were some kind of you know authoritarian uh democratic party leader that there wouldn't be a significant number of people in the Democratic Party who who wouldn't knuckle under as well. But um you know it's just a really, really stark difference.
1: Well in both a...
2: St- Stacey Abrams and um Hillary Clinton didn't contest their elections, but, you know, felt that they were not quite pitch perfect, but that's a far cry from you still shake hands and you, you know, you acknowledge your defeat. Yeah.
0: Well, Stacey Abrams, I thought made, you know, made her case that like there are reasons why there are problems with uh, governor Kemp's election, but, no, not least of which that he was in charge of making sure the election was free and fair. Um, but regardless... And she made a good
2: case, yeah. but she's still, yeah. And she's- even if she's trying to correct those issues, I mean, that's a whole different adventure than what's going on with Trump. You know, you guys yeah. know I love soccer. I've played soccer until very recently. And I've always liked the game because at the end, after you beat somebody soundly, Shake hands and usually you give them your gift. You might you might give them your shirt, but usually you give them a gift representing your um, your team, your state, or wherever you're from. So and soccer's like that. It's very much a you know <clears throat> fair and fair, fair and. I mean that's thing my much mother... every
1: sport, like every organized yeah. sport. You know you 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 play your game you play the game and then afterwards you you all go home and that's it you know. At
0: yeah. least. In, in, that's the the basic idea. That's the basic Same
1: idea. On... There there are many people that do not think that that you should just do that with soccer. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you're there uh, in the stands. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But like you know, that's kind of part of the game. It's part of the sportsmanship about it. Um, My mother used I've been to say.
0: The
2: field before. Yeah. You
0: probably had a comment. No, but um, <laughs> sorry. No, my mother used to say, uh, "Winners don't brag and losers don't cry," which I thought yeah. really sums it up nicely. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, and I think President Biden's speech uh, pretty much covered that. Like, you know, he hasn't talked about this for a year, and you know, certainly not like this. And you know, he hasn't given like a national televised address to speak on the subject. And I don't know that he would have set up in uh you know, inside the Capitol to talk about uh the the January sixth insurrection in this way if the Republican Party had been like, Yeah, all right, that was bad. Yeah, okay. You know, it'd be like, yes, yeah, somber reflection, we're gonna remember it, but I don't think he would have focused on uh calling out uh his predecessor and um, uh, other people in his party for going along with him in it so yeah you know. so it I probably, think that- they
1: probably would have said something it, it, he, there wouldn't be a huge speech but they probably would have done something with
0: commemorative yeah, yeah
1: commemorative or like just um pro- more likely they would have had a moment of silence for the people that died yeah um, yeah. in in the chamber more more likely than not which is well, they un- had a lunch so in, yeah.
2: a lunch for the capitol police and all the staff you know all the folks in fact um they had speeches from a lot of the folks that were there today and I heard some of them when I got home from work they were still going on but um it was very interesting because one of the reps was saying that uh, she was really thankful for the people that saved her life. And then she described what happened and how she almost was very bad. Um, but she said, and think of the pictures of all the folks that cleaned up, you know, the poop and everything else that the, the uh, insurrectionists left in the Capitol and those mm-hmm. custodians, you know, and a lot of them were there that day and they helped protect people, you know, and did what the police told them to do, the Capitol police. And and um, the other thing somebody else mentioned was that January 6th last year was um, uh, the most, the highest number of folks of color were sworn in to Congress in our history yep. last January 6th. And of course that, you know, was um, forgotten amid all the other things that went on January 6th, but, you know, good things.
1: Uh, one thing that is interesting about uh, commemorating today is Nancy Pelosi uh, played Hamilton for everybody.
2: I did didn't you... know that. You <laughs> yeah, she
0: played the recording, or she actually like got up and sang a bit and did a little soft. See, I
1: would have, I would have liked that more. But I, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, introduced. Uh, Linwood, Manuel, Miranda, and the show's cast, and they uh played a virtual performance, a pre-recorded performance of "Dear Theodisia," um, during the the event. Uh,
2: oh wow, yeah, See, that didn't make it on C-SPAN at least while I was watching it, but that was probably on while I was at work. She said, um, it was
1: important to have the arts as part of this.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know what happens sometimes no, when there's no. a big event is that the art <laughs> that the the artists, you know, the the writers and the you know, visual artists and the graf, graphic artists, they they translate it for you. So when you see a great event in history and then the art that follows it, it's very interesting. See how it's um how it's uh well now you guys call them avatars but they it's interpreted through the arts and manifested sorry it's i'm not saying this very well i apologize for not being more <sighs> articulate but it's it's one of the ways in which really is like, well it's what it's
0: like what people think is important and the, what they value and uh uh that helps sort of shape the public memory of things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And what they're distressed
1: yeah. by. And yep. I, I'm just thinking like, what the hell was she thinking? This is, this is the, this, this feels like when um, everybody like, like a bunch of people like wore Kente cloth, like scarves and kneeled for George Floyd or something like that. It's just incredibly performative. And why? Uh, got it. Why? specifically <clears throat> like what? What's the point what, what's of that? What's the song? Uh dear, do you know what dear, the word Thiel, to... dear, Theodosia. Uh, dear, Theodosia. I don't know the song. Yeah, yeah.
2: but I mean, either way, Isn't he writing like, to his wife or something. That's his 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 guess... song. Home. I haven't seen the play. Have you seen me it? Like, uh
0: yes, once. I I yeah, I don't I remember well enough to know. Yeah,
2: I think it's a letter home to his wife about how he's trying to decide what to do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's
2: good for them. It's th-
1: this, it, it's like, it's not the time or the place. Yeah, it's virtuous, virtuous thing,
2: virtue signaling.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't, I, I try not to use that, that phrase because Term? it's just okay. used to death, but no, you're right. Toxic. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is why, why, why would you, why would you think that that was, that was like the appropriate thing to do? Like to, to play Hamilton on, like at, like on the remembrance day of like a, of a really attack. solemn day, it should be solemn. Yeah, yeah. It should be, it should be like, are you going to play Respectful. Hamilton? Like, on like, uh, like after nine 11 or something like that. Like this is, this is an important day in American history A really horrible, sad, terrible event that happened. Like I like I agree like the arts should be a part of of something like this, but, you know, have something that someone created that was inspired by the events or have uh someone read poetry or something that that is a little more appropriate for what we're thinking at this moment.
0: It would have been neat if uh Mr. Miranda had um uh actually written a new uh uh composed a new song for the event or something.
1: I guess. Oh, that would have well, been, I mean,
0: I don't know, but it could have been it could depending have been like what it was. Right. Depending but on I mean it was, yeah. You know, it'd be like, you know, it, you know, uh, you know, yeah, it it could have been something or it could have been it could have been. Oh God! Why did you do that?
1: But yeah, it's just a it it like a Broadway performance, and not and honestly, not even a performance that was specifically for <clears throat> today because it's a pre yeah. it's like a pre recorded performance. It it was actually that video was used in other events.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's oh. just like they she introduced like him in the cast and they said something and then they played this pre-recorded report. It's like they, they rolled the tape. It, oh, yeah, it's it, <laughs> yeah, that's it's that's not like they were there and performed for them. And yeah,
0: that's that's lackluster.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, it's like when they were it's, it's performative. It is there. And it when I read that, it was like, what is wrong with you? Honestly, what did what did you think that would accomplish? Like, what what yeah. good would that do anybody?
0: Yeah, I mean, anybody. yes, yeah, you can do this all day, but still, you know,
1: just like Broadway <laughs> is seldom a solemn event.
0: Uh, not for any show that that has any lasting, anyways. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you you don't poor Game like, bass. I don't know that one. Like broad, I mean, oh, the you thing is, Broadway has to be exuberant, even when it's a sad thing, because you have to make sure that people hear you in the back.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it you is know. a loud
1: and boisterous kind of thing. The chords that people use, even if they're in minor, it's still it, there's still a like it's it's never quiet. It's never it's actually show. quiet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a show. It's a show. It. This isn't time for a show and it like i I, i'm just thinking like how much this upsets me right now (laughs) i didn't realize how much yeah clearly Um,
2: it's just let let me ask you a comparative question you remember biden's inauguration yeah and um you know there's a great little poet there at the end she was amazing but do you remember lady gaga got up and sang the national anthem yeah yes And, and she said, and she, and when she started to go, they slowed down the music and she said, and the flag was still there and she turned and pointed at the flag. It was a very, very um, important moment.
1: Uh And
2: everybody thought that she'd sort of planned it, which she had, but they, so when she went to point, she actually started pointing off in front of her. And then she had to swing around because the flag had actually been moved Oh, to the other side. So it was like a, and it was right after January 6th. I mean, it was Two very, weeks later. Yeah, it was. I mean, everybody in the crowd, you could see people were really moved by that gesture because she slowed it down to point where the flag was. And then, like I said, I heard an anecdote. She said that they'd actually moved the flag on her. So instead of just being like the flag was still there, it was the flag was still There, there. There.
1: What what is the comparative thing that you're alluding to? Well,
2: that was part of the inauguration. And as an artist, she was speaking to people's feelings about the fact that it almost didn't happen, that the the vote almost wasn't counted. You know, that Mm -hmm. people had to hold on to the electric college boxes. And, I mean, people were pretty well aware that we came within a whisker of, you know, Perhaps a constitutional crisis, yeah. and um, you know, I I think Lady Gaga had a sense of that. I mean, she was singing the national anthem, so it wasn't anything you know unusual. It wasn't unexpected. That's normal for an inauguration, but that that theatrical moment was really meaningful to the to people who watched it. It was but meaningful it, to me. And, I and I agree. The crowd.
0: I remember it now, but it was also it was actually something that an artist was doing in the moment at the place for the moment for the moment as part of that you know that that's very different from like and now we're going to play this interpretation right we're instead of we're going to like we're going to play this canned performance from two years ago of a part of the musical hamilton because yeah
1: so there's a there's a lot of differences here one it was the national anthem it wasn't yeah. a, a track from a from a Broadway show. The the enough thing is yeah, it was live and it was and the national anthem can be somber, obviously. So yeah. um yeah. the other thing is that was an inauguration. It is supposed to be like partly a celebration of the of the transfer of power. Yeah. So it, it's not all about like it was it was a somber event because it almost didn't happen. I it, don't think it's it also happen, but it's it not was, a
0: literal memorial service.
1: Exactly. 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 Yeah. It. I think that's this was a that's memorial really, service. This is yep. a memorial service. This was some like um people people died. Pearl Harbor 9-11. Yeah. Yep. And Pearl like,
2: Harbor, like I said, like you wouldn't yeah.
1: have like a like play or something or like a broadway recording like when you're commemorating like the 10th anniversary of 9 11 like what are you doing you know it's not it's it's not as huge but it's still an important day that should be remembered in a certain way
2: so it's it's just so dissonant yeah I'm going to have it to listen no to Dear Theodosia and see if there was some other message in it or something. Well, but I guess. Flat-footed, even, tone deaf. I, I would say even if there were,
0: you know, um, is especially if it's a piece that, you know, uh, is performed by, you know, Hamilton. So, you know, by Mr. Miranda himself, you know, like g- ask him to actually show up and perform it there, you know, uh appropriately it's the it's it's the kind of thing like it could probably it probably would have worked and been really kind of meaningful if he'd done it acapella uh at the moment and to the people that were affected right exactly and and you know maybe like a little tweaking of the dialogue or something. i mean i don't know but it's just it's just a different uh it's an entirely different different thing i i mean i you know, uh, far be it for me to agree with genre, but uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, I I I I, t- I take your point. Like, I think absolutely there is a time and a place for public art in in major events and in commemorations, and I'm all for it. But that does seem, yeah, Hokey. that's well, yeah, and 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 wrong. It's it's it's, uh, ersatz. It's it's kind of fake. Except, yeah, it's yeah. canned. It, it it's literally it's pre-recorded. You know, this is uh this is the kind of you know stuff that Andy Warhol was skewering, you know, with mm-hmm. uh you know silk screening, fifty thousand copies of uh you know the label of a soup can.
1: By the way, um Dear Feel Theo- it's a it's Aaron Burr and Hamilton Uh, singing of their hopes for the futures of their loved ones and they vowed to be there for their children to substitute for the absence of their fathers during their childhoods that's what that's the the can't like the i just looked up i don't know i don't know maybe there's more to it or whatever it doesn't matter i don't care Well, to
0: remember Um, the 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 lost you know the, the the pathos of dead police officers who will not be there for their kids and whatnot. Yeah.
1: The men yeah. proclaim that they will fight to make the world better for their children. That's probably it. Honestly, mm. it's just you. You're like, it It feels more like she's trying to capitalize on it than commemorate. Mm. And it's this sort of thing, this sort of this thing right here, this sort of thing that makes people not believe French. in their leaders it's it, this is like if i if i was living in her district i would think twice about voting for her now yep i, I think mean, i, I do you remember
2: the um, yeah. memorial service for princess diana uh
1: yeah candle in Vaguely. the wind.
2: That's what I was going for, Candle in the Wind by Elton John. Did and he write the that for royal that? Fam- he rewrote it. No, he it. changed the words. Yeah, yeah, he changed the words. It was for Marilyn Monroe, and he changed it to Diana.
1: It was but, nice. Um, uh, I
2: remember it. Yeah, I thought it was lovely and touching, and he was a friend of hers. And the royal family wanted no part of it. but mm-hmm. yeah, they they, they prevailed. He prevailed. Well, they thought it was tacky. The royal family thought it was tacky
1: i bet she would i mean she would have liked it obviously. probably yeah that was That's probably why did. i think that so was, but i mean like yeah this yeah. is this is a, a a somber political event that should be remembered and we should commemorate it every year just to think about like what's going on and when we come back i can actually there was a uh a npr poll that um that has some really interesting results about what what people think about uh The future of our democracy and everything like that, but just it's just really upsetting that the Speaker of the House thought that this was an appropriate and beneficial thing to do.
0: You know, when the whole thing about like, oh, yeah, you know, the 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 leaders, you know, they're they're so old, they've been in power so long, they're out of touch like this i think is is kind of where that criticism feels kind of valid because mm-hmm. yeah this is this is yeah this is saccharin as it were or whatever yes. the whatever the bitter equivalent of saccharin would be
1: um no i think it's saccharin i don't i don't think it's like it's it's impossibly sweet like you're trying to be cute i guess i don't yeah. know it don't it just, just what it, it feels like it doesn't feel like
0: uh it feels like someone who who no longer feels any genuine human connection to uh the rest of us trying to fake us out and mm. i i i yeah so yeah and not good I, at it. it and and and, <laughs> and 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 not good at it and uh yeah i think that's so uh next, part of the
2: problem for for next week i'm going to listen to it and I'll come back and tell you if it's just old women would like this. <laughs> I can tell you right now. And it's, it's a generational thing. It's totally a yeah, it's, it's like oh bad Hamilton. Idea. And
1: everything, like yeah, it's it was super popular like five years ago. Good job. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I remember party lines. What can I say? Oh my god. Yeah. All right. <laughs> five ninety nine a minute. Um
0: <laughs> that's different,
1: um <laughs> that's the only thing yeah. I think about when someone says party lines <laughs>
0: um yeah, oh, those we kind could of party we,
2: lines no we, this we, is shared shared phone lines, but no yeah, we could we funny. could we
0: could explain <laughs> old school phone technology to you uh off the air. uh we've somehow managed to get through the the first half of our first show of twenty twenty two so woohoo. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna play some PSAs promos and station IDs, and then we'll be back with uh, more civil politics uh, after the break. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly, and at other times perhaps be
2: not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM.
0: Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM or at evidencebasederrata.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show still with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And I forgot to mention at the top of the show what I like to mention, which is you can get in touch with us and we'd love to hear from you. And if you have things you'd like us to talk about in this brand shiny spanky new year of 2022 – Uh, You can get in touch with us and let us know. Uh, Email is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter Uh, or just go to civilpoliticsradio.com and listen to previous episodes of the show and supplementals and all kinds of good stuff like that. Why, Why wouldn't you? Why aren't you? <laughs> Maybe you are. Maybe you're listening to us 10 years from now and you're in the you're wondering what it was like in the before times and so you're checking out this weird archive of an ancient podcast in a language that no one speaks anymore. Watch yeah. out for chuds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. nanu nanu katu barada nikto uh, yeah so anyway <laughs> so genre it's like three movies in one you guys are yeah, at least three. <laughs> um, so I you have, were looking at polls or something
1: yeah I mentioned before that there was a poll that I found uh, it's an oh, NPR yeah. Ipsos poll um, 7 in 10 Americans say the country is in crisis at risk of failing so that's fun um yep. a strong majority of Americans feel are feeling pessimistic about the state of the country. Overall 64% agree that American that American dis- democracy is in crisis and at risk of failing. Even more 70% feel the same about America itself.
2: Yikes. Uh, yeah. I think that includes the people for different reasons for different yeah, reasons, Probably. But
0: yeah. That larger number yeah. probably includes the people who are like I don't care about the democracy but I love you know, I love our our pure white,
1: English-speaking Anglo-Saxon land or something <laughs> like that. Um, uh, let's see. A majority, regardless so of gender, racial, ethnic group, Congrats. generation, or region, uh, feel that America is in crisis and at risk of failing. There is also broad consensus among Democrats, 68%, and Republicans, 79%, and independents, sixty seven percent on this. Well, wow. I don't
0: know about you, but if you remember the episode we did uh uh sort of looking back on twenty twenty one and sort of recapping it, uh I thought the uh the, the word to sum up twenty twenty one was failure. Um about all the things that weren't getting done and all the problems that weren't getting addressed. Uh, you know, climate change, uh uh saving our 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 democracy and voting rights and so on and so forth like that's all uh i think that's still true and so uh, it's clear
1: that i'm i'm not alone in worrying about that stuff yeah
2: we're in the majority oh my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you zoom in on political affiliation republicans feel this sentiment more acutely than democrats 47% of republicans strongly agree with uh if democracy is in crisis and compared to 29% of democrats
2: So, have you seen the number where it says that a fairly high number of my party feel that it would be okay to use violence to uh, to, to, to handle this? Um,
1: Actually, more than one in five Americans say sometimes it's okay to engage in violence to protect American democracy, 24%, or American culture and values, 22%. There is no significant difference between all partisans on this. However, there is a difference between Biden voters and Trump voters, specifically with the latter more inclined to agree to agree with engaging in violence.
2: Yeah.
1: So, it's just Americans
2: that are like Well, we've always are you, know, you know, we we started this country with a with a revolution, so Yep. We did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, a lot of, and uh, we always re- reserve the right to do it again if we have to.
0: And uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson was, you know, was often quoted as talking about how the the roots of the tree of liberty have to be refreshed with the blood of traitors and uh, tyrants or something. Yeah, it,
1: I mean, it's all yeah that's been repeated a lot of time by some very very uh, smart skin. and interesting people.
0: Yeah, 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 and you know, uh, uh. You know, I definitely think we should, uh, you know, guide our country according to the uh, uh, morals and principles of a man who uh, kept hundreds of other people enslaved and uh, carried on a long-term relationship with, uh, you know, a younger woman – the younger half-sister of his dead wife whom he, you know, uh, kept in chattel slavery. Like that clearly is a really good – kind of role model though those are the that's the that's definitely respecting human rights and democracy and you know like believing in the agency of every american to chart their own destiny and have the rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness so we
1: should we should play some music with him yeah yeah uh 22 percent Say there was a major fraudulent, there, there was major fraudulent voting and it changed the results of the election. This number jumps up to 54% majority among those whose primary news source is Fox or conservative news media, 52% of Trump voters, 45% of all Republicans. Yep. <laughs> um, uh. It's what? just very sad this uh I'm going to be putting this a link to this um to this poll to these poll results in the in the podcast show notes and on the website under this uh episode so everybody can can check it out and read it it's just so that twenty amazing twenty
2: two percent what was the um what was the uh category again major problems um,
1: if it's uh okay to engage in violence uh well, that's the twenty two percent okay
0: to yeah yeah um, well, well, uh, well, and and what was it? How, what was the percentage of people who believed the election was outright stolen? You know that there was major fraud that affected the uh, outcome. Problems with uh, the election. Yeah, that, 22, was, 22 that also. was also twenty-two percent.
2: Right. Yeah, that was the one I was um, asking about. Well, yeah. and can I say that I think there were major problems with the twenty sixteen election. I think I think the Russians had their way with us yeah. to some degree, and and Comey definitely did some really bad things. James you know, Comey definitely the
0: mishandled the responsibilities
2: of his office as FBI director. I, I would say, and, go ahead. And in 2000, the Florida election, you know, they they prevented a lot of the um, the um, write-in ballots. You know, the the ones that were sent in yep. from in Florida, they prevented those from being counted. I mean, I'm yep. a Republican. I if you ask me in general if there's problem with elections, I'd say no. But there were some specific things that have been happening increasingly that make me very nervous, like getting rid of nonpartisan election boards makes me very nervous. Right. Even though they're they're tending towards Republican, they're going to put all Republicans in. But that balance on election boards and boards of registrars, the registrars of voters, I mean, that's really important. I know what's really interesting
1: Uh, about the uh the examples that you gave like the the stuff in the 2016 and the 2000 elections those were um those didn't have anything to do with actual people going to vote it's people um affecting it it was a people affecting the results of the votes or discounting different votes but uh this is like what a lot of um like republicans and conservatives think is that there were actual like fraudulent people voting twice and people um faking ballots and and things like that it wasn't just like a guy that from the fbi saying we're gonna look into this and just ruining people's um opinions. you know like uh 2016 it was mostly like what happened was mostly just uh you know the rise of misinformation a,
0: a a brush well, disinformation campaign of you know classic yeah. KGB style
1: so but the voting yeah, but, itself was was secure you know like nothing well, happened two, with the actual voting it was the uh the misinformation two, that caused people to vote in a certain way
2: yeah but 2000 they threw all the people that had names that matched felons in florida the brother <sighs> florida. remember the brother of the bush oh yeah, yeah. no they yeah. they 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 well They eliminated th- votes.
0: Yeah, they, they eliminated votes in voting. Florida. I mean, they've been doing that. I mean, that's one of the things Stacey Abrams talked about in twenty sixteen is how yeah, true, true. they did yeah. that in Georgia. So that's a good yeah, point. So yeah. So so absolutely Quoter there person. are election shenanigans which uh, you know, just seem to be the MO, unfortunately, for the Republican Party across the country, which sucks.
2: Well, and I think so, all three of us, and I don't, I won't right. speak for you guys, but but you know, we we are. I feel the more people that vote, the better. I have heard you guys say on occasion that if people are really uneducated and um, what do you call it, low info voters, you wonder sometimes. I think I've heard you both say that you didn't think they necessarily should be encouraged to vote. You know, if people don't actually know anything about the candidates, but when did I say you know, that? I think. I think maybe Mike said it. Maybe not you, Jonah. Uh, you, you know that uh, we had that discussion way, way back when we first started the show. But I think all of us agree that everybody should vote. You I know that it's really important. That
0: I, I don't remember saying that. I can I can certainly see the logic of like, look, the less you know about about what's going on and at, at what's at stake in an election and who's involved and whatever, you know, the the less you know, the less you should maybe you know, you, maybe you shouldn't vote if you don't actually know what the heck's going on. You can't, you know, make a, make an informed choice between alternatives if you don't even yeah. know what those alternatives I think it was are. Those, those but, lines. but, but, it was but basically, but basically, well, yeah, basically though, I do think it, we're, we're better off if everybody votes. We want more voices heard from. And, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I do have, uh, I do have some confidence in, uh, uh, the, the, you know, collective wisdom Um, there, you know, there's a phenomenon where, uh, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well we filled this giant glass jar full of jelly beans. Guess how many jelly beans are in there? And, you know, and you can have people who are like experts in like, you know, material science or whatever, you know, you know, and and like they'll give you their estimate or whatever. Um, But it's uh, what's overall, like if you have like you know hundreds of people look at it and just
2: take their best guess the, independently, the, yeah, right. The, the, the Phi technique, it's, right. it's very, it's actually accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the collective estimate is going to wind up being the best estimate. You know, I don't know how accurate it'll necessarily be, but uh, it will it will be more on target than any one person's. And I just think that that's fascinating. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah. we I think we have to you know, we have to make space for that. And, uh, well, okay, so, uh yeah, that. well, and so sort of, <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, looking back at, you know, uh, uh, recent human history, say the, 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 20th century, uh, there were two non-democratic political movements that had a lot of traction in the world. Uh, the fascists and the communists. And, both of them i mean there were there were some major differences between them but both of them basically had a by any means necessary uh uh mentality you know like the communists weren't so much like hey we've got to kill all the jews and stuff like that so i mean obviously that's a that's a plus in their favor um but regardless like both both of those uh movements sort of conceived as like we are at this terrible crisis there is this, you know, there are these mass, massive injustices or these terrible threats to our survival. And we have to do what we can to stop them. And because the stakes are, are, are so ultimate, uh, you know, so it's all or nothing. Either, you know, we ascend to glory or else fall to utter ruin for all time. You know,
2: once we have you to destroy the democracy to save it.
0: Well, or they just don't believe that democracy is is the way to go in the first place. You know, certainly the fascists did. Mm. Um and you know, plenty of 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 communists were like, eh, you know, dictatorship of the proletariat's fine." Um so you know, like as, as soon as you say like there is this thing that is so important, uh we must do everything we can to make it happen, and if that means we're going to, you know, uh uh have riots in the streets or burn down the reichstag or uh you know forcibly confiscate all the f- food in the ukraine so people starve because it's more important to meet our contractual export obligations you know or whatever uh you know then then that's what you'll do and you know it's a sad necessity but it's just it's what we had to do for the greater good and, necessary
2: yeah right and
0: Um, like, like the hell of it is like I can conceive of circumstances in which I go, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Or I think, I I think maybe that's right. You know, like I've, I've talked about on the show before. Are you
2: talking about the Chicago's Teachers Union? Uh, I mm-hmm. was actually
0: sort of transitioning to that, yes.
2: Oh, <laughs> so, <okay.
0: laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but thank you. Good, yeah, just, well, sorry. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't mean no, 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 no. I uh, um, uh, you're probably probably uh, uh, it's probably better to just do it faster. So, like, yeah, so you know, like on the one hand, you know, you get uh, uh, you know, like a lot of the time you get uh, misguided people, uh, uh you know causing mayhem and and carnage in the capital um but also uh you know you you get situations where uh people are very much um have sensible things to say on on either side of an issue um and uh uh the and the stakes are high so uh, they wind up uh, at loggerheads. Uh, the one nice thing about what's happening in Chicago is it is a serious political clash, but it's not a violent clash. It's, you know, like, yeah, well, Sue, you, you were actually uh, reading about this. So uh, why don't you fill us in on on the circumstances of what's happening right now in Chicago vis-a-vis teaching and having kids to- in schools? <laughs>
2: Well, so um, Chicago was supposed to go back to school on Monday, this this Monday, this past Monday, which would have been January 3rd. And um, the Chicago Teachers Union said, you aren't really ready for us to go back. Um, It's not safe. You know, there's not enough test kits for people to test to stay and do all those other things. Um, Therefore, we're going out on what's not really a strike. And the um, mayor of Chicago is it Light Lightfoot? Lori, Lori Lightfoot, Lightfoot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lori. Yeah. Who was it? I think wasn't she um, in law enforcement at one time? She might have been. I don't know. Who I don't know. I look it up. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So I. I. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, so she's basically telling them that they're not going to get paid because it's an illegal work stoppage. And she's saying they spent $200 million on the schools. They've changed ventilation systems. They've put up plexiglass. You know, they've done all these things to, to sort of allow for people to go back to school. It's really important that the kids go back to school mm. and by gummit. They're going to go back to school. So that's where it is. Um, I'm hoping that it gets resolved probably by the time we're on the air, there will be a little bit more news um, on uh, Friday canceled, about uh, what's happening. Uh, they
1: cancel classes tomorrow. School for well. the week.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah. They, they don't have any teachers basically to, to do um, it. And, you know, we mm-hmm. be, before we went on the air, we were sort of debating whether, you know, who gets to decide this, does the teachers union get to decide it or, you know, do they open the schools and then if a parent decides that their kid would do better at home, they can keep them home. But they have the choice to send them to school for all the socialization and everything that's really important. So that's kind of where it is. I'm not sure I did a great job of um, just laying out the who, what, when and where. But no, that's good.
1: Good job. Yeah. Uh Lori Lightfoot was an assistant U.S. attorney and she was uh, on the. She was chief administrator of the Chicago Police Department Office of Professional Standards, uh, which was a police over oversight group.
2: I think wasn't she a, a, a captain or something at one point in her career? No, she does have no. Doesn't say okay. No, or didn't isn't yeah. Well, anyway, so she's um, she's taking a hard stand with this, and parents are distressed because they have to go back to work and they they can't plan. They don't know you know what's happening from one day. To the next. There's been a lot of resignations in a lot of industries. Hmm. Um, I don't think teachers among them, but certainly healthcare workers. And, you know, there's a lot of labor shortages everywhere. So I, I feel bad for people that are trying to run large organizations right now, because it's just really unprecedented. But well, we more. were um, be- before, before the show, we were sort of <laughs> debating um, what, you know, who, who should decide and how do you, how do you navigate this?
0: Well, I think one thing, well, uh, so my two cents uh, it's everybody who's involved in this process uh, has decisions to make, and it doesn't work without everybody sort of uh, uh, deciding, you know, without everybody buying into and committing to the the, the collective enterprise. Uh, You know, if parents don't want to send their kids to school, uh, we allow them, uh, well, I think it's state by state, but I think Illinois allows people to keep their kids at home and homeschool. Uh if the mayor of the of the city or the governor of the state uh decided that uh it was for whatever reason unsafe or unwise to have the schools open, they could order them closed. And the teachers uh, you know, have to actually decide, do, you know, do we feel this is a safe environment for us, for the kids? Uh, is this a thing we're going to do because you know if if they if they honestly think no this is this is dangerous it's gonna get me and or some kids killed then you know like i i think they certainly are within uh they're 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 morally correct to stand up and, and oppose it you know and to say we won't go along with it so that's that's a um, like everybody needs to to buy in, in in to some extent in some way or or, or other, and um, it's also complicated because um, well, as I as I mentioned last week, you know, uh, uh, failure of the uh, of the Biden administration in particular to sort of rally the nation properly to deal with COVID. Uh, one of the things that we could have done and should have done would be to use the Defense Production Act to just churn out massive amounts of COVID testing kits that the government could then just hand out for free. It could be very easy, yeah. you know, like cheap and easy to and quick. To stay. Right. And the, the teachers aren't wrong, you know, like if, if, you know, oh, someone might be sick. Well, we should get them tested. Everybody should get tested, you know, every Monday just to see how they're doing. Like that all makes sense. Um it's not the only thing we need to do but it is one way to contain the the rampant spread of uh, uh covid-19 which is back uh uh with a vengeance in a new form and it's 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 you know cases are are out of control so, so that is absolutely yeah, well, a thing that so makes sense and speaking of
1: that uh yep. the chicago public schools have reported a record number of new cases of COVID nineteen among students and staff.
0: Boom! This so that sounds like a sensible reason to today. stay. Out. That was yeah.
1: reported uh, today, Thursday, as we're recording. Um, it's. But they're just, not in
2: school, so how how do they how do they know? Well, they just
1: stopped school. They've been in school before.
2: <laughs> so that's from last week. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, they might have. They they were just like. You know, maybe it was uh, it wasn't just testing at at school or something. I don't know. Um, By the so way, it did you guys? Like hear the, the it room? was on Tuesday, last day so, the district held in person classes. So, it so was it sounds
0: Tuesday. like the new ventilation well, we systems are not, you know, solving the entire problem. I mean, Surprise. it's
1: well. I know it well, is,
0: well, is on, good, and, and I'm glad that. that right. I mean, I am yeah. glad that they put them in because I'm sure they are making a a a positive difference. But I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, this this disease, you know, we need to vaccinate, we need to put in better filtration systems, people need to wear masks a lot, we need to socially distance when we can, you know, when, when it's a feasible thing. And that, you know, a, a thing we wound up talking about before the show, and I don't know if we have time to get into it in the last few minutes tonight, but, you know, that, that totally sets aside the whole issue of, like, you know, for plenty of students not having in person classes is just ruinous you know like they they aren't learning it's it's just absolutely messing up their you know it's they're, it's messing up their lives because you know they're not connecting with friends they're not learning new skills they're just not getting the benefits of of an education but there are also plenty All they've of
2: kids got is facebook right. unfortunately Oh, well, Facebook's probably
0: old hat. They're probably on TikTok or whatever. But um, TikTok's probably old hat. I've heard of it. Um, But anyway, (laughs) uh, um, regardless, you know, on the other hand, there are a number of students who, for various reasons, uh, in-person learning was very difficult for them. And this isn't even the people who have, like, you know, health problems where, like, they can't be around people because they get sick. Just, you know, there are plenty of people for whom, like, uh, uh, you know, a Zoom lecture or whatever or online courses – are better for them. And,
2: especially uh, if you th- go at your own pace.
0: Right. We need to, Sorry. we need to radical. Well, I agree. I agree. That's, that was actually how the education system worked in the, in the town where I grew up. Um, go at your own pace. We need to radically change how we educate people in the United States, uh, which is a, a big complicated project. Uh, but it's a thing we need to do. And it's a thing we can do because we have new technologies that were just not available You know, when I was a little boy in the 1970s, you know, it's like you don't want to go to school. Well, your parents have to teach you at home because there are no alternatives
1: (laughs) before we um, before we end. Can I can I throw my two cents in here? It's okay? Fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Take Um, us home. Please do. Just just (laughs) want to just want to say if you like it, just thinking about what Sue said, like letting the parents decide like what's safe or not and uh, having the teachers like go back to work if you make the school um, as safe as possible, meaning constant testing requiring. Uh, vaccinations uh, for for children that are old enough um, requiring masks and all of these all these things if the teachers are okay with that at that point when the teachers feel safe to teach. Then the parents should be able to say, "Well, I want to send my kid to, to this school or not." Yes, the I, teachers I, that makes sense to, to me. Safe. The teachers need to. Be so, safe. do the
2: teachers need to get vaxxed because they're they're refusing to be
1: vaxxed too? If the teachers if the teachers are refusing to be vaccinated, then that's that's a whole. Not- I think requiring vaccinations to uh, limit the the amount of time that uh, the that people are out of school um, and to keep the the sickness down requiring masks and requiring testing for for all the staff and if they can do that for students then all the better but requiring all of this stuff and then telling the parents look these are the safety uh considerations that we have they're non-negotiable if you want to, to send your kid to this school and you you feel safe sending them to this school Go for it. If you don't feel safe or you don't agree with uh, following these guidelines, then keep them at home. Or it, yeah, just keep them at home, and have the have the the distance learning available for those kids. But you need to so grenade, first and foremost, you need to gre- make sure that teachers are safe because they are the ones caring for the students. Well, uh, so what is that?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Delta was covered by the kinds of changes they made in the schools, but Omicron is so much more contagious, which mm-hmm. is probably why the teachers are rebelling. Um,
1: mm-hmm. There's another Let's not, COVID... not rebelling. Let's, come on. <laughs>
2: it's not like they're with pitchers. They're striking.
1: They're striking,
2: yes. Well, they're striking. It's a, it's a yeah. wildcat but strike. But there's a new, yeah, there's a new COVID variant in France and it, I read this. I didn't hear it. So it's either IHU or 1HU. I, I, don't, I couldn't tell whether it was a 1 or an H. Oh,
0: Zutalor, so not another one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if this ends up just being how we're working, every time we get ready to, to do, to go, then we get into, you know, the next variant. Nobody will ever go back to school. And, you know, a lot of people have been in grocery stores. I've been working through this whole thing. I think the teachers should have to go in. Okay. well okay goodbye <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah unfortunately i i hear the music but um, yeah maybe we, we, this this is not an easy problem unfortunately but uh no, we do have not. to we do have to leave it there um uh and maybe sue's right get in touch with us and let us know contact at civilpoliticsradio.com and we'd love to hear from you uh, anyway, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at Midnight. And uh podcast of the show goes out uh, about 1 a.m. on Monday morning. And we have a repeat airing on Mondays at 4 p.m. So I hope you're listening to us right then and there. Hello. And uh, that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Happy New Year. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.